You're listening to The Firsts, The Forerunners of Islam, the series that visits those distinguished as leaders of humanity, not only in history, but in the ranks of the next world. Dive into the stories of the giants who were the first of their kind as they rose to the occasion and became preserved inspirations for generations to come. With your host, Sheikh Dr. Omar Salaman, let's meet the firsts. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the first shorts. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. So, last time we talked about Ukasha radiallahu anhu, and we said he's famous for one incident and one incident alone that, you know, subhanAllah makes him synonymous with this idea of beating us to it and preceding everyone in khayr. In the case of the man that we're discussing today, He's famous for one incident, but not necessarily his name. So subhanAllah, one of the things that uh, comes up when you're discussing the life of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, is all these moving pieces, you know? Who were the people that said that, that, that were being persecuted on their way out to Abyssinia? And we talked about them. Who were the people that were in the house when Umar radiallahu anhu went to his sister Fatima's house to demand answers and to see if it was indeed true that some of his own family members had embraced Islam? So it's interesting because in the life of Umar radiallahu anhu, you have all of these different people that often, uh, because he is Umar radiallahu anhu, so he dominates the story. It's like everyone else, subhanAllah, is naturally rendered uh, to the background, but but often we don't appreciate them enough. And so this man, Nu'aym ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, is the man who told Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, when he saw him on his way to kill the Prophet ﷺ, you should probably go to your own family before you go to the Prophet ﷺ to basically deter him from going to the Prophet ﷺ and killing him. And instead he would go to the Prophet ﷺ and warn the Prophet ﷺ about what was happening. So this was the man, Nu'aym ibn Abdullah, is the one who sees Umar anhu marching in the streets of Mecca and Umar anhu could not mask his emotions with his sword out to go and find the Prophet and tells him, where are you going? And he said, I'm on my way to uh, see Muhammad ibn Abdullah so I could end this fitna, I could end this tribulation for our uh, people in Mecca. And Umar did not know that this man, Nu'aym ibn Abdullah, was also a Muslim. Nu'aym says to him, well, you should probably go to your family's house first and uh, see because they too have accepted this religion. So it was that uh, detour that changed history, the course of history, because that's of course where Umar ibn Khattab anhu went home and entirely you know, was changed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his heart guided to Islam and instead goes to the Prophet sallallahu to embrace Islam and that was the day of victory for the Muslims. So who is Nu'aym ibn Abdullah? Nu'aym ibn Abdullah ta'ala anhu is from Banu Adi, so he's from the same tribe. So he's a, a cousin of Umar ta'ala anhu. And he is a, as early as the 11th Muslim. So in one narration, only 10 people had embraced Islam before Nu'aym ibn Abdullah ta'ala anhu. So he's that early in Islam. He was a young person when he embraced the message of the Prophet very beloved to his people. Why was he beloved? Because he was known for being a very pleasant person, known for being a person of great character, also known for his generosity. And SubhanAllah, you know, as, as I was reading what I could uh, about Nu'aym ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, you know, there are those people that uh, it's not necessarily that they have a lot of wealth 
and that's what makes them generous. But just someone who's very helpful, someone who's always willing to serve, someone who's always trying to take care of other people, right? And that's clearly the case with this man, Nu'aim radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that he was the person that if you needed him, he was there and everyone loved him. No one had a complaint about him and people praised him for his generosity and for his character, but he actually would hide his Islam for a very long time amongst his people, okay? So while he had preceded Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu to Islam, he did not make his Islam known to Umar radiallahu anhu at the time that Umar was on his way to kill the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So this man, Nu'aym ibn Abdullah, uh, he you know, openly declares his Islam sometime after Umar ibn Khattab, but though he is the, the 11th person to embrace Islam, when the Hijrah happens, something very interesting happens at that time. And that is that Banu Adi ask him not to migrate to Medina, even though they now know he's Muslim. They weren't persecuting him. They left him alone. And the reason why was, was because he was responsible for so many widows and orphans amongst their people. So subhanAllah, he was so good amongst his tribe, not to say that some of the persecuted companions were not, but everyone has these, these great circum, or these very different circumstances where you have some, some great thing that happened to them in particular. So in the case of Nu'im, they said to him, look, you know, Stay on the deen that you want to stay on. We're not going to persecute you. We're not going to run you out. We're not going to come after you. Uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily playing a leadership role amongst his people, amongst the people of Mecca. Just stay back because the amount of good that you are doing, the, the role that you are playing, especially with the widows and the orphans, we need you here. So we'll leave you alone. The deal is you, you're not going to be harassed. And so that's why we find that Nu'aym ibn Abdullah uh, never made hijrah to Abyssinia either. And subhanAllah, he accepts that, right? He wasn't persecuted. He stays behind for khair. He stays behind for the goodness that he was doing because of the amount of people that relied on him in Mecca. When does he come to the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam? It's a beautiful story that in Hudaybiyah, as the Prophet SallAllahu is there, and of course, they are on their way to Mecca, or they're trying to make their way to Mecca from Medina. Here comes Nu'aym ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and he has with him 40 converts to Islam from Banu Adi. So that whole tribe of people that used to persecute other members of the tribe and used to harm other people from Mecca because of their Islam, now they're following Nu'aym. He was able to win them over to Islam and he comes with them to embrace Islam. So while the Prophet is taking the bay'ah, taking the pledge from the companions from Medina, he's also taking the shahada of 40 people from Mecca, all from Banu Adi that are coming with Nu'aym ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And when the Prophet saw him in Hudaybiyah, the Prophet stood up, he was excited, he embraced him and he kissed him sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the head. And he said, He said, your people, O Nu'aym, are better than my people. Your qawm is better than my qawm. Your tribe is better than my tribe. Now, why is the Prophet saying that? Because obviously his tribe harmed him sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Banu Adi was patient with Nu'aym and eventually Nu'aym was able to win them all over to Islam. So Nu'aym says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi rather your people are better than my people. The Prophet sallallahu said, The Prophet sallallahu said, my people ran me out. Your people gave you, you know, they, they settled you, they, they supported you. And, you know, here you have the situation where 
They gave him a place to operate in Mecca because of the good he was doing. And now they're following him in the ultimate good of Islam. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, he said, O Messenger of Allah, Your people expelled you, but to Hijrah. You got the reward of the Hijrah. My people held me back from the Hijrah. So he, he's trying to say to the Prophet ﷺ what will please him and say to the Prophet ﷺ that I was held back from the Hijrah because of my people. Your people at the end of the day while the harm was done, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you the reward and the blessing of the Hijrah. So this is the time that he joins the Prophet ﷺ and he lives to be a soldier up until the time of Khalifatul Muslimin, Amirul Mu'mineen, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. So I'm just thinking about life through the eyes of Nu'aym. Nu'aym was there when he stopped Umar radiallahu anhu going to the house of the Prophet with a sword in the streets of Mecca to kill the Prophet And now he's giving bay'ah, he's giving his allegiance to Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu as the Khalifa of the Muslims and serving as a soldier under Umar as he did under Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he died shaheed. He died a martyr in the battle of Yarmouk under the rule of Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now, all of this, and of course, an incredible life story there. But what is it with his name? And this is the most important part of the lecture. I was going to actually say it in the beginning, but here I'll, I'll say it now. His nickname is Nu'aym ibn Abdullah al-Naham. Okay. Al-Naham, and you'll find the name Al-Naham, even sometimes you'll find Nu'aym Al-Naham ibn Abdullah. The name Al-Naham comes from a very particular incident with the Prophet Now we said with the Ukasha, he was given the glad tidings of Jannah in a very special way. The Prophet said about Nu'aym, he said, Jannah. He said on the night of Al-Isra and Mi'raj, the night of the Ascension, he said, I entered into paradise. فَسَمِعْتُ نَحْمَةً مِنْ نُعِيمٍ And I heard a nahma from Nu'aym. Now a nahma, uh, according to, to most of the scholars, is when a person clears their throat. So imagine... <clears throat> so the Prophet ﷺ is saying that while I was in Jannah, I heard Nu'aym, a nahma, I heard him clearing his throat in Jannah. So they nicknamed him as a result of that, a nahm. Okay, subhanAllah. So this is also a bushra for him, a glad tiding for him that the Prophet ﷺ who heard the footsteps of Bilal anhu in Jannah also heard the clearing of the throat of Nu'aym in Al-Jannah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with him and to send his peace and blessings upon the Prophet wasallam. And it's, it's just very interesting, subhanAllah, that this man who plays what is seemingly such a small role you know, actually contributed to a major turning point in Islamic history with his wisdom in that moment, his snap judgment, right, in that moment. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join us with him and with the righteous companions, those that we know and those that we don't in the highest level of al-Firdaus al-A'la with our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullahu khayran. Inshallah ta'ala, I'll see you next time. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This podcast was brought to you by Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research, dismantling doubts and nurturing conviction, one truth at a time. Tune in every week for the next episode, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel and share with friends. Until next time, this has been The Firsts, The Forerunners of Islam.